Before we start, I want to tell you about the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast hosted by Amy Porterfield and brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network. With a focus on online business, including digital courses, list building, social media, content, and webinars, each episode of Online Marketing Made Easy is designed to help your business get more results with a whole lot less stress. Check out these recent episodes, how to host a live virtual event that will wow your audience, why memberships are the future of online and also check out how to bounce back after a disappointing launch if you're looking for a great show that breaks down big ideas and strategies into actionable step-by-step processes then listen to online marketing made easy wherever you get your podcasts I am all about crowdfunding campaigns, getting new products, new stories out in the market, but crowdfunding campaigns are sprints. They're hard. They take a lot of effort. And on today's episode, we are going to tell you how to create an engaging crowdfunding campaign that will compel your audience to back your project so your campaign doesn't feel like it's just a shot in the dark. I'm about to start the show. Hello, Hero Maker. Welcome to the Marketing Made Simple podcast powered by StoryBrand and brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, where we believe your marketing should be easy and it should work. I am your host, Dr. JJ Peterson, and I am joined by my co-host, April Sunshine Hawkins. Hi, April. Hey, JJ. Hey, Hero Maker. All right. Our series continues with your questions, so we are going to go straight to the phone lines and hear from our next caller. My name is Lindsay Keller Madsen. I am the owner of Little Otter Press. Uh, I'm also based in Denmark, but more excitingly at the moment, I am running a crowdfunding campaign on Kickstarter for my new children's book called Meet the Wild, all about getting kids outdoors. And I would really love to hear about crowdfunding on your show. I've thought of it lots of times as I follow your podcast episodes, and I think there are some great opportunities to talk about the StoryBrand framework. Um, Firstly, in constructing a crowdfunding campaign and how you can weave your thinking into yeah, the front face of a of a campaign. And then, you know, where I would love some help is thinking about how you can weave the messaging into all of the outreach that you do. And I know that, that you've covered episodes that could be relevant to that, but because it's such an intense marketing campaign, there might be specific strategies. And last but not least, um, for folks like me who are in the middle of a campaign and are looking for creative ways to create on-the-fly marketing materials and reach new audiences, I would love to hear all about that. I am a, a busy mom of four kids under seven and fully employed. So I think the strategies for me also need to be very potent or uh, effective because I need things to be as effective as they can be in a short amount of time. Oh my goodness. This book needs to be in the world. Yes. Lindsay, you're doing this. I'm so happy you're doing this. So excited. And Holy cow, all that you are managing and balancing (laughs) during all this. I hope you are getting outside. I hope you are actually getting outside and, you know, taking your children with you, but maybe not. Maybe not. (laughs) Maybe you get some of your own time outside for inspiration. I want to be a part of this book. So I want to join the crowdfunding of this book. And I I love when crowdfunding came along, it, it felt like, yeah, why haven't we been doing this all the time? Because there's so many projects 
that I want to get made in the world or get seen in the world that just, uh, you know, it might not be for a mass, mass audience, but people need to hear stories. They need to engage with products that are solving very unique problems. And crowdfunding is really an exciting way to get people on board to be a part of a project that they want to see in the world. And you can get some products that are unique mm-hmm. out there. You know, products that solve just a very small problem for a small group of people might not go to the masses, but there is a need out there. There's a need for this product. There's a frustration people are experiencing that they need solved. And the person who is creating this product probably felt that same frustration and wants to get a product out in the world that solves their problem problem and this problem for so many other people. And that's, Lindsay, as, you know, as we give you some advice, I think there's some quick wins that you can get here. Mm-hmm. The first one would be when you're talking about your story, talk about the frustration that you experienced by not seeing books like this out there, right? Now, it, it that may not be this huge justice issue that you're trying to overcome, but I think anytime you tell your story, you can talk about your heart for the outdoors, your heart for children, and wanting something in the market that really inspired children to get outdoors. And you just didn't see that. It doesn't have to be heavy-handed but you can just talk about how I didn't see this out there. My children experience so much joy when they're outdoors, and I want other children to experience that as well. Keep it pretty simple. Talk about the problem you experienced, the frustration you experienced, and then talk about how this book is going to help build a better world, essentially, where that kind of frustration is overcome. And when we say frustration, sometimes it feels like you have to get really angry and mad and everything. No, you don't have to. Just share your story about what you wanted to bring to the world. I love what you're saying, JJ, especially about talking about that frustration, because whenever you are thinking about, let, let's say, Lindsay, your problem of well, kids are not getting outdoors enough, right? Like that's that's the problem I'm hearing just from what you've said. Well, how can we agitate that problem even more or just dive deeper into having people pay attention to it? So what research is out there being done about how often kids are on screens and what that is doing to their brain health? What's that, what's that doing to their bodies? What's that doing to the connection with each other and with the world as a whole? There has to be some of that kind of in the campaign as well so that we are paying attention to it um, because we're not thinking about it until you use words to describe it. Yeah. And anybody who's creating crowdfunding campaigns, that's where you need to focus. That's really where you need to start is talk about your own frustration and then agitate that frustration. Talk And we with the story brand framework, what we always talk about is bringing in the problem. And the story brand framework is the framework that powers all of your marketing and messaging, showing you how to invite customers into a compelling story by identifying their problem. And then you position yourself as their guide, calling them to action where they buy your product or service, and then clearly show them how your product can help them avoid failure and achieve success, transforming them into the hero of the story. 
And when April and I are talking about the problem or the frustration people are experiencing and then agitate that frustration, all we're really saying is talk about the problem this product solves. You can do that with a book. You can do that with a hat. You can do that with a water bottle. You know, you can do that with anything, but talk about the frustration. So that's win number one for you, Lindsay. Talk about the frustration and the problem and then agitate it. Win number two is that successful crowdfunding campaigns find a way to add time-sensitive calls to action in the middle of the campaign. So most crowdfunding campaigns really go 30 days, 60 days, 90 days. How do you keep the excitement going over 90 days? Because typically the money will come in at the beginning and the end. So you need to find ways in the middle to continue funds coming in. So find ways to create bonuses in the middle. So Lindsay, you might say on day 30 or day 45 of the campaign, if you give within the next 24 hours, you get a signed book, right? Just something that says there's a deadline coming, you have to act now. Or uh, you might find somebody who has matching funds and it's $5,000 matching funds from a big donor. And you don't mention that in the beginning, but you mention that on day 30 or 45, right? Partway through the campaign, you want a reason to email people to remind them about the campaign and give them a time-sensitive call to action, a, a countdown clock that if you act now, this happens. And if you can add those steps along the way, not just in the beginning and not just at the end, you're going to see an increase engagement at those points. So find three. If you can find three during your campaign or four during your campaign, you don't need to do them every day because that waters things down a mm -hmm. little bit, but maybe every other week or something as the campaign is going along, say in the next 48 hours, if you give, we have a $5,000 match. Or if the next 48 hours, if you give this amount, you're going to get a signed book. You know, something that says act now. <laughs> you know what I want Lindsay to do as a as one of these tiers or the time sensitive uh, calls to action? I want her to find a local celebrity in Denmark because she's in Denmark. It, this would be somebody that kids would love and say, we are going to go on a hike with this person, right? <laughs> if you give within the next 48 hours, you get to go along and get outside with this specific human and create this memory. But oh, I love what you're saying, JJ. These time-sensitive calls to action are excuses to say, hey, remember this campaign? Donate now or, or crowdfund now so that this can happen instead of it just being at the beginning and the end, like you said. So these are just some ideas, Lindsay and Hero Maker out there. Yeah, I know that you're listening going, what do I want to bring into the world now? And maybe you are. Maybe you are in the middle of a crowdfunding campaign like Lindsay. We've got some more ideas from one of our Story Brand Certified Guides, Moses Maraban. If Lindsay is just starting this process or another hero maker that's listening is is going to start a Kickstarter campaign or a crowdfunding in, on any of the platforms, what should their first step be? This is an interesting question. It's a, it's a challenge a lot of brands have who are excited to look at crowdfunding. You know, hearing Lindsay's question, definitely she's busy. She, she already is familiar with story brands. So that's, that's a great start. Uh, I'll go through some fundamental mistakes 
people make when they look at crowdfunding. And, and then we'll look at some practical, like obvious first step is you can't just rush into crowdfunding. Step one, you need to plan ahead. Uh, I would suggest at least three months because you're, you're about to uh, make a presentation about your product, your children's book in this case for Lindsay, and you want to make sure you're ready. Um, understand when you think of crowdfunding, a lot of people immediately think of, oh, I got to raise this much money. I got to raise this much amount of funds. And then they forget about the first part, which is crowd. Your goal as a crowdfunding business or brand should be, in, in my opinion, from my experience, is to build the crowd. And, and Lindsay, I, I know you understand this because your, your question directly comes to how do I use the resources that I have, the time that I have as a busy mom to, to do things that I should be doing to quickly engage and build an audience. So that is fundamental. And then third, uh, as Lindsay already stated, like story brand messaging should not be overlooked. Your messaging, your story is critical on crowdfunding. That's what you're going by. Your product in most cases are, is not ready is perhaps in prototype or is almost about to be published. And you have only one thing, and that is your story and what you're hoping to achieve with that story. So those are the critical steps. And then from there, uh, you know, it depends what your goal is. Uh, a lot of businesses uh, or products launching on Kickstarter overlook this as well. Like, how are you going to measure the success? Is your project or product, uh, the success of it is getting funded? What if you don't get funded? So you need to understand how are you going to measure the success? And if you, re if you set a very high goal of, let's say, 100000 or 50000 for a book launch, uh, that might be a little too much. So you have to understand what is the, the threshold for you. It's not low enough and not high enough so you can actually get the project funded. The other aspect, from my experience working some clients uh, with Kickstarter, they didn't need to raise the funds. They basically wanted to build up their authority. They wanted to build trust. So they wanted to launch their product, their prototype, get initial uh, customers uh, and community members involved in it, and then and then build that into their next stage of marketing plan. So success could be funds raised, or success could be we want to get X number of backers so that when we launch our product, the first version of it, we want there to be buzz and virality uh, with certain influencers. So that's that. those are critical components. I want to go back to what you said about well, you can't forget about the crowd. <laughs> we actually have to start building this crowd. What are the things that our hero maker that's driving in their car right now or Lindsay can be doing to really be intentional about building that crowd? That's a great question. And that's that's the focus of uh, Lindsay and other people who are aspiring to launch a successful crowdfunding uh, campaign. So Start with your story. So you clarify who, what your story is. Uh, you understand who your audience is. You understand their problem. You understand their aspiration. And then hopefully through all of that research, you know where they hang out. What are the platforms that they hang out? Uh, are they on Facebook, Instagram? Are they reading content on other uh, uh, blogs and, and websites? So you have to understand your audience. From there, you have to, there's no, there's no shortcut to it. Uh, and I know, Lindsay, for you, it's it's difficult given your uh, your busy schedule. But what you would I would do in your case, I would uh, look at okay, who are where are the moms who are going to be buying uh, potentially my children's book, and where where are they? Where are they hanging out? So if they're on, let's say, mom related lifestyle blog sites, content, reach out, make a list, 
50, 100 of these. I know it's a lot. And you basically have to reach out to these uh, individuals one-on-one and start a conversation, see if you can partner with them. Uh, Maybe you can send them an early release of the book if you have or some initial chapters to get them uh, engaged, to partner with you. And and things you don't want to look at, I know uh, April and JJ have have mentioned this on so many numerous, your email list. So on your own website, through your social media campaigns, you want to look at building an email list and what that would look like for someone who's starting a crowdfunding project is, well, with any crowdfunding, you have initial, uh, you have packages. So one of those initial packages, it could be an exclusive one for your VIPs. Those are who are already on your email list. So the day or a couple of days prior to your Kickstarter campaign, you can email them out and say, hey, we've got this special campaign goal section for our early customers uh, or early subscribers like yourself. And that's, that, that's critical. So you can't overlook that. So Lindsay's book, Meet the Wild, it is specifically to help introduce children to get outside, to get into nature. So of course, as you're saying, she might be looking for moms who are very interested in helping their children explore that space, right? That part of the world. And so figuring out where those moms are or where those teachers are or where those librarians are, you know, those are all people who are in that demographic. Maybe it's even dads as well who care about that kind of thing. But like you're saying, it sounds like Lindsay's going to do some research on who's going to buy this book and she's going to figure out, all right, which of those people, where are they hanging out? And then when she reaches out to them, her crowdfunding site will already be live as she's building that crowd and as she's building that awareness so that she can let them know, hey, this is what I know that you want to inspire your child to do. And you're saying there's going to be different packages, different things that she's offering. Um, How can people think about those packages? What are the things that they need to think about uh, when they are creating the VIP or the er early release or building those? I mean, it it all comes down to your audience and, and the crowd that you're trying to engage. So the, the challenge with Kickstarter, um, when you look at the Kickstarter community platform, the early adopters, tech savvy, um, I would say they're not uh, active moms uh, with children. It just doesn't fit their busy schedule. So uh, I would go back with Lindsay to understand why Kickstarter uh, is it funding related? Uh, you know, if that's a question, she's already in the midst of it. It's going to be a bigger challenge. But if she still has time to plan this out, I think she needs to build her audience and her trust to get moms and parents who who feel like, hey, I don't want my kid to be stuck, uh, not to explore the, the, the outdoors around them. Um, and I want stories like this children's book to inspire them, to show them that, you know, there's, there's a world out there to, to be discovered. So she, she needs to do that prior to Kickstarter. But if she's already in the midst of her Kickstarter, I think she needs to highlight the problem that there is. What's at stake right now with uh, the lack of children books, the inspiration that's out there? So, and her book is a solution to that, which puts the parents at the hero position to direct their kids to a better world than just being stuck on technology and, and their gadgets. But in terms of thinking of specific rewards, again, it comes down to what her budget is. 
what she can offer. But, you know, number could be the number of books that she can provide to early backers. It could be certain things that accompany the children's book. Again, this could be extracurricular activity that uh, the children will be able to unlock as they're reading the books so when they go out. Uh, it's not just like, oh, I'm going to go out, but I have tools that may be branded to Lindsay's book that could enhance the engagement level. It could be an online version of something that she can create, or it could be her next story, an adventure series where uh, the early adopters, they can have maybe a part of their story embedded into the character. So there's possibilities. It just depends who the audience will be mm. and what her budget will be in terms of giving it. So it's not an easy answer to, it's a mm-hmm. great question, but not an easy answer without truly understanding. But uh, she wants to think about how do you expand the engagement of the product. And then within a Kickstarter crowdfunding platform, you want to reward the community. So the community of backers are invested, they're vested into your success. They want to see your book or your product come to launch to fruition. So you you establish stretch goals. So if we raise X amount as a campaign, this is what the uh, benefit will be to the backers. So there's creative ways. Again, uh, it costs money to Mm -hmm. to do these things. But things that wouldn't cost money, and I'm sure Lindsay understand this, but one thing a lot of brands overlook is the engagement on Kickstarter, for example. So people will have questions. Uh, don't take days to respond. Respond immediately. Again, I know it's, it's hard for a busy mom. Uh, she can uh, maybe enlist the help of a friend, of a, a niece, uh, you know, uh, someone who maybe has a little bit more time to be actively there to help answer the community questions. Those are critical to the success of her campaign. If your business has felt disconnected lately, you're not alone. Disconnected teams, disconnected systems, disconnected customer relationships, all of these are standing in the way of your growth. With the HubSpot CRM platform, you have a single source of truth for all of your marketing, sales, and operation tools, meaning your teams, data, and customers are seamlessly connected. Whether you're IPOing soon or just getting started, HubSpot is easy to integrate, implement, and scale, and is a flexible system that allows you to connect everything you need to do business. With a powerful all-in-one platform like HubSpot, there's no more bouncing between systems, tabs, or reps, giving your team more time to focus on building connections with your customers, not connecting your software. Learn how HubSpot can help your business grow better at HubSpot.com. JJ, you know what I'm obsessed with right now? Our clients' success, especially those who go through a private workshop with us. Yes, a lot of marketers feel siloed even in their own company because everybody has different ideas of what marketing should be created, what messaging should be out there, and our private workshops get everybody on your team on the same page. Yeah, so if you and your team are interested in this, all you have to do is go to storybrand.com slash private workshop shops and you'll actually get to see what a private workshop experience is like. And you don't have to take our word for it, Hero Makers. I want you to hear directly from somebody who actually went through one of our private workshops that I taught recently. Just two days ago was feels like a lifetime ago now, you know, how different we were actually telling the story. So I think it's um, beyond exciting that we now all get on the same page and bringing it forward. 
really this whole like two days this is the way in which that we will also become a billion dollar company that we will also enable not only our business but the business of all of our partners so when we do this well and do this right is actually what is going to enable that to be possible if you've been following along with the marketing made simple podcast you're probably really excited about implementing the story brand framework and marketing made simple in your company But so often, it's hard to get everybody on the team on the same page. If you want to get your entire team on the same page with a clear message and marketing that is easy to create and works, go to storybrand.com slash private workshops, and you can schedule your own private workshop today. And now, back to the show. There are just so many creative ways that you can be rewarding your crowd just depending on your budget. So thank you for those ideas. So if I can just interject one, uh, add one more point based on you were sharing. I thought of Lindsay in this case, knowing that it would be an outdoor element. She can work with local businesses that she knows around her community or maybe even national, if that's her aspiration, to say, hey, do you want to partner with us? We're looking for brands who support our initiative and our goal of encouraging kids to go and discover the outdoors. And we think you'd be a perfect fit for us. Would you be able to offer, you know, it would be very low cost, it would be good promotion for them and great brand trust for them to connect with our book because we're hoping this is, this will be a national bestseller, you know, in her case. So, so there's opportunities there for her to collaborate with like-minded brands outside of the novel industry, but into like real life. Absolutely. Starting local is always how these things start, right? You know, it's like I'm thinking of actors who are like, oh, I really hope I get discovered. You know, it's like, that's not how it works with actors. Usually that's not how it works with books. It works with you starting local with those local partnerships to help support your cause and get things off the ground. And then it's that crowd building, it's that community building that happens locally that then all of that hard work that you're doing, Lindsay, on the ground to build that crowd at the local level then can hopefully have ripple effects where it's like, oh, you know, my grandma who lives over in whatever, and she's a teacher at this school. Now she's sharing my book with her community and et cetera, et cetera. And you want that ripple effect just to take place, but it really starts local. So if Lindsay is in the middle of her campaign, which she has told us she is, (laughs) what is your top piece of advice for her to do right now as it is in flight, how can she take it from the level it's currently at and and take it up to the next level? If she has an email list, please email those individuals. If she has a website, a publisher's website, uh, uh, she can create like an announcement banner on top to link and direct visitors to her Kickstarter page uh, on her own social media, her one line on social media. Those, those should have been done. If not, Lindsay, please pause and go do them right now uh, if you get this in time. And the other aspect, and not under, not knowing Lindsay's budget, but she could very cost-effectively use Instagram, Facebook to run campaigns. And I know that sounds very basic, but it's not about just running a campaign. Uh, it's about running a lot of campaigns to test and drive people to her campaign page on Kickstarter. So this could be uh, her plea, an aspect of her video. If she doesn't have a video yet, 
again, not seeing Lindsay's page, she will need a video because uh, campaigns that have a video, this is from Kickstarter themselves, 114% better chance of uh, reaching their goal than uh, campaigns without a video. So that just tells you it's, it's critical. So in her case, the video will be a huge piece. So if she doesn't have it, that would be one thing that she can include. Again, if she has, uh, if her campaign hasn't reached those goals, she can work with uh, maybe a couple of influencers already established children authors who love what she's doing. And maybe they can use their platform to, to put a nudge. Again, uh, these are things I know Lindsay's probably understands and knows, but probably hasn't thought about it. But those would be critical things that she can do right now very effectively to get her campaign to a better position of success. So Moses, you had a client that you helped specifically with a crowdfunding campaign. Can you tell us the story of how that went down? Yes, certainly. Um, So this particular client that we worked with, um, they launched a smart water, uh, bottle water uh, product on Kickstarter. And their goal wasn't to raise funds. It was solely to leverage Kickstarter's own platform and use a great product with a great story to get early backers to build up social proof when they actually do launch their product. So looking back, you know, on our next campaign with other clients, uh, or even for with this particular client, we would plan ahead six months, we would make sure that their website is consistent with their uh, Kickstarter campaign, we would work with certain influencers uh, prior to that, we would do a lot of content marketing, we would obviously build up an email list, uh, which this client, again, their goal wasn't financial, it was just like, we want to get this, we want to test our marketing message, it doesn't cost us much, let's just go ahead with it. So uh, it, but they would consider it a success because they knew what their end goal was. They measure success by getting certain backers, a number of backers, reaching a, uh, a viable goal and having those customers when they actually launch their product. So things to look back, more effective on you know using Instagram, even in their case, Reddit, because it's a platform where tech individuals would be Twitter to run campaigns to really promote the product and drive people to Kickstarter. But yeah, so in this case, we didn't because that wasn't the goal. But there's just so much you can do when it comes to crowdfunding, but always plan ahead, focus on the crowd, build the crowd, build the audience, and don't neglect your story. Uh, Those are the keys to success. What you just did was really give relief to Lindsay and our hero maker that might be driving their car or folding their laundry or going for a walk while they're listening to this because time is a big deal. And you said, of course, it would be great if you had all that time to plan, but you don't have to. You don't have to in order to be successful. What you need to be successful is to know what your goal is and to build that crowd by communicating clearly to them. How are you going to do that? Of course, you're going to use the story brand framework to craft that clear message. But that's the thing that you need in order to be successful. So Moses, thank you again for being on the podcast and sharing your wisdom with Lindsay and all of our hero makers out there. Thank you, April. Thanks for having me.
Moses, thank you so much for sharing how to build a successful crowdfunding campaign, building your audience and getting more people involved in launching this new product or idea out into the world. I love it so much. And Hero Maker, if you are stuck trying to figure out how to apply the StoryBrand framework into your marketing and your campaigns, you can hire a StoryBrand certified guide like Moses Maribin. Just go to marketingmadesimple.com to hire a guide that will show you how to clarify your message and create marketing that works. All right, Hero Maker, it's time to apply everything you learned with this week's actionable step, a practical step from today's conversation you can immediately use to shape your marketing and clarify your message. If you are in a crowdfunding campaign right now or getting ready to do one, I want you to think of what are the time-sensitive actionable steps that you can add to your campaign to keep the excitement going throughout. So you're going to launch it huge at the beginning. You're going to have a big wrap-up at the end. But what can you do in the middle to keep the excitement alive? What bonus can you offer? What donor matching opportunities can you offer? Find something to get get everybody excited to engage more and just even to reach out and remind them that you are still there and this campaign is still happening. And even if you're not in a crowdfunding campaign right now, you can do this for your business, right? We're all kind of in this process of essentially long campaigns, right? We're selling the same products and services over and over. We're trying to connect with our audience. We're trying to build excitement for something that we know that needs to be in the world that can solve their problem and is something that our customers need. So we need to think of ways to reach out and get them excited. So what time-sensitive calls to action can you offer? That's kind of almost like a mini campaign at a time when maybe your sales are a little bit low or when people are not thinking about you as much. Can you offer a bonus? Can you offer a discount? What can you do to reach out to your audience? Because even if you're not doing a quote unquote crowdfunding campaign, you're always in a campaign, right? To get your product and service out to more people, to solve more problems, and ultimately to offer more value. So find a way to bring more value to your customer by creating a time-sensitive call to action, a countdown clock, 24 hours, 48 hours, or the bonus goes away. Your customers will get excited about your product. They will see how much value you're offering and they will engage more. This is all about giving value to your customers, solving their problem and making them the hero. That's why we call you Hero Maker. That's all for this week's episode of Marketing Made Simple. Thank you so much for listening and believing like us that your marketing should be easy and it should work. Follow Marketing Made Simple wherever you listen to podcasts and don't forget to rate and review the show, letting us know how these tips are clarifying your message and growing your business. We'll see you next week. Oh, oh, oh. Hey, you cannot stop me, you cannot stop me. Oh.